purpose for your day. This is Danita, and today is Thursday, September the 16th, 2021. As always, I give thanks to God for you, for what he is doing in your life and in the life of your loved ones, the people, places, and things connected to you for such a time as this. Nothing is by chance. Nothing is by coincidence or by accident. It is truly for such a time as this, as either ordained or allowed by God, either his perfect will or his permissive will. Nonetheless, God is in control. Nonetheless, God is sovereign. Today is Yom Kippur, which is is the holiest day of the year for the religion of Judaism or Judaism. Why is that important? Because our father was Jewish. Now, in the Jewish uh, culture, those who practice Judaism, they believe uh, only and solely in, um, I'm not going to say only and, and uh, solely, because there, there are um, Jewish people who are called Messianic Jews, which means that they believe in the Messiah, the Messiah being Jesus Christ. Um, and then there are Jewish people who uh, solely practice Judaism in which they read the Torah, which predominantly consists of the five, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, how do I know all this? Because I have a dear friend who uh, practice, practices Judaism, uh, meaning that's what she believes. Uh, last year during this time, she was able to uh, she was able to arrange a call where uh, a few friends of mine, Christian friends, uh, were able to listen to and and ask questions to a rabbi to discuss the times and the seasons that we are in right now. Now, some of you might be asking, well, why are you doing all of that? Because I have to understand it is something that God has given me a a hunger and a thirst for is to understand the the historical aspect of the Bible, the historical uh, teaching of the Bible. And so uh, if there's an opportunity for me to connect with people who still practice uh, that way, then that's what I'm going to do uh, so that I can get the full understanding. See, God, when God... um, made us all. He made us all differently in terms of our relationship with him. Uh, If you are a parent of multiple children, or even if you have multiple children in your life, whether that be your nieces, your nephews, uh, people that are dear to your heart, you know that the way they interact with you is very different. You know that the way they go about things uh, is very different is very different, and so we are no different than than um, how we deal with the Father and how the Father deals with us in terms of our relationship with him. God has, God has made me to be inquisitive. He has made me to be a person that likes to do her research, so to speak. He has made me um, to be a person where I just don't want the story. I want the whole story. Don't just give me the cliff notes. I want all the notes. 
I want to hear the story from the beginning to the end. And in the process of telling the story, I'm asking a million questions. Some people get a some people get offended by that uh, because they don't want to be asked questions. They just want you to uh, to they just want to tell you the story and they want that to be that. But because my daddy made me and my daddy understands uh, how he made me, he's my creator, he's my maker, he's the lover of my soul. He's okay with me asking questions because that's how he made me to be, and it's in that asking questions God has used me to be in the position that I am because in the position that I am, I have to ask questions. I have to get to the root of the issues to understand how to solve the problems that we face sometimes in the educational system. I have to get to the root of the issue, so I'm going to keep asking and keep asking until we get to the bottom of it so God understands that he needed me to be made that way in order for me to be put in the in the position and in the places that I'm in to make a difference in the earth, not only for his for his purpose, but also for his glory. So don't ever apologize. Hear me clearly. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't ever apologize for God making you the way that you are. Yes, it might be it might bother some people. It might get on some people's nerves because they don't understand that there's a higher purpose for that that which God put in you. There is a higher purpose for when people tell you or I've always told you you talk too much. There's a highest there are, there is a higher purpose for that. There is a higher purpose for you know you being assertive. Everybody may not get that, but see, there was a higher purpose for Peter being the way that Peter that Peter was. Even though Peter denied Christ, there was a higher purpose for that. So don't ever apologize for the higher purpose because I'm getting so I, I want somebody to get free and stay free. And understand that God made you for his pleasure and for his will. He made you for his pleasure and for his will. So don't ever apologize for being outspoken. Now, God may need to, um, he may need to groom that and sharpen that so that in your outspokenness you are speaking out of wisdom and insight and revelation and that people don't see you, but they see the Christ in you, even in your outspokenness. But don't ever apologize for being outspoken. Don't ever apologize for speaking truth to power. People used to tell me all the time, Danita, you'll just say anything. But God has helped to, now, in, in my younger days, I would just say anything, and I really didn't care what people thought or how they felt. But, see, God had to, God had to mold that. You know, he is the potter and we are the clay. God had to fine-tune that. So that so that in my outspokenness, in my speaking truth to power, that people could hear me. And so he had to give me favor both with him and with man and with those in power and with those who had the power of the pen 
So then when I was able to speak, in some cases, not in all, because no matter how well well spoken you may be or how spoken you may be, some people are just not going to receive it. But when you have the Holy Spirit resting in you, it doesn't matter if they receive it or not. Sometimes God needs it just to be spoken in the atmosphere so that other people who are not outspoken but agree can come alongside in the way that God has made them to come alongside to give you the reinforcement that you need to move forward for God's will and for God's purpose and for his pleasure. I wasn't even going there this morning, but somebody needs to hear that because somebody has been beaten and has been bruised because of how God made you. Somebody has been beaten, been bruised, been talked about because you've been a little, you've been seen a little awkward. A little off, so to speak. Maybe even a little weird or a little nerdy. You know the words that people have used to try to discount or discredit how God made you. But I am here to tell you on this morning. Now I'm not here to. I'm here. To, yeah, I'm here to tell you what the word tells you that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Before Genesis 1 and 1, God chose you. But not only did he did he chose did he choose you, but he chose you for his pleasure and for his purpose. How do we please God through through worshiping him? Through praising him. Through obedience through obedience by obeying his word, not out of fear, even though we know that the beginning, that that fear is the beginning of wisdom, but because he's our, because he's our father. And for his will, meaning how he created you, when he knitted you in the secret place, the fact that he knew you before you were even for I, I know you. See, when you tell somebody, I know you, right? I knew you. There, there's a knowledge, meaning he had knowledge of you, of, of, of who you would be, what you would do, where you would go. Your likes, your dislikes, you know, um, your, your jobs, the people that you would meet along the way. He said, I knew you. I, he had knowledge of you and everything that came with you, the things that worked out, the things that didn't work out, the relationships, the things that you were going to do well and the things that were going to be challenging for you. He said, I knew you. He is the lover of your soul. Don't ever apologize for how God made you. Now you may need to apologize for not knowing how to uh, properly use what God gave you. And we all have to do that. God, because without the Holy Spirit, 
without the guidance of the Holy Spirit, then what we use can also be just as dangerous. That ability to speak truth to power can be dangerous if not used properly. Because, see, the devil, the enemy also has a way to look at the things that God gave us and to take those things. See, everything that God made was good, but the enemy comes in and he has a way of tainting it. He has a way of using it for negativity, for sin, for evilness. Sex is a good thing. Can I say that when it's done between a husband and a wife in their bed, however they choose to do whatever they do in their bed, sex is a good thing. But the enemy comes to say, you can't wait for it. You can't wait to marriage. So do it now, which is fornication. The enemy comes and says, your your husband or your wife is not meeting your needs, so you need to step outside of your marriage and have sex with someone else. That's adultery. So everything that God made good, the enemy comes to say, you know, money, right? The Bible never says that money is a is a bad thing. It says the love of money. Because the Bible also says that money answers all things. So there are some things that you can do with money that you can't do without money. But the love of money, the greed of money, is what gets people to lie, to deceive, to forget where they came from, to forget the people that when they didn't have anything came up with them. See, it's all a trick of the enemy. So even how God made you, the enemy can come in and use to say you, you, you talk too much. And he will use often other people to, to reinforce the enemy, to reinforce the negativity of what God gave you, but don't ever be ashamed of who God made you to be. I pray that I'm helping someone on this morning because it is time. We are in the hour for God's people to stand up for what's right, to stand up. And somebody might say, well, how, you, how do you determine what is right? I don't determine this. The book determines it. I can't determine it because guess what? I'm wishy-washy. I'm wishy-washy. But one thing that I know, if I stick to the book, when it comes to giving people advice, if I stick to the book, when it comes to loving people and hating sin, if I stick to the book, when it comes to how I should treat my enemies or people, if I can just be real, who upset me or really piss me off, if I can be real, if I stick to the book, then I can't go wrong. I can't. I have to ask God to help me. God, don't don't let me manipulate your word. Because sometimes, guess what? We can use the word to manipulate, to try to manipulate people into doing what we want them to do. We can, and people do that. But it's witchcraft. Mm. See, that's how 
That's how this thing works. Yes, we search the word, we read the word, but then we also ask the, ask God to search our hearts to make sure that even when we're in the, the word, that, that we're just not speaking the word, but the word is in our hearts. So we pray and we pray often, God, bind your word to my heart. That's not just so that we can recite scripture. Even the enemy knows the word. But it's so that the word can penetrate our very hearts. So that when we speak the word, we are speaking the word from our heart, from our mind, from our soul. And that we demonstrate the word both in word and in deed. This ain't a simple thing. It's a real thing. And real things aren't always simple. Real things aren't always easy. Real things take work. Real love takes work. I don't care what anybody says. It takes work to love my children intentionally. Why? Because I can get caught up in me. I'm human. Why? Because sometimes they get on my last. I wasn't supposed to be doing all of this today. But it is the day of atonement, and so I do want to leave you with this prayer for Yom Kippur. To those I may have wronged, I ask forgiveness. To those I may have helped, I wish I had done more. To those I neglected to help, I asked for understanding. To those who helped me, I thank you with all my heart. And then it says, I can't pronounce this in Hebrew, but at the end it says, and I'm not even going to try, but it ends with Torah, Torah. That's the prayer for Yom Kippur. To those I may have wronged, I ask forgiveness. To those I may have helped, I wish I had done more. To those I neglected to help, I ask for understanding. To those who helped me, I thank you with all my heart. God bless you and have an awesome day. Bye-bye.